Thank you for plugging into this Family Life News podcast, streaming issues-driven, family-focused news. Welcome back to another edition of Real Answers with Christopher Anderson. Wednesdays during the Noon Report, we tackle the tough topics facing today's families with licensed mental health counselor Christopher Anderson. And today, we're talking about a very disturbing trend we're seeing in some of the young people. If you're a parent of young children and they're listening, you may want to excuse them as some of what we're going to discuss today may be too sensitive for those young ears out there. Now, our discussion today centers on a phenomenon in our nation. And Chris, there's a term that's been used to describe a particular demographic, and that's what we're focusing on today. Yeah, we are, Brandon. You know, there's this term that you may or may not have seen in the media lately, and that is this term called involuntary celibates or incels. It's not brand new term. I mean, it's been around for a few years, but there's quite a bit of talk right now concerning this topic. So what is an incel or an involuntary celibate? Well, the term refers to a group of young men and women who find it difficult to relate to someone in a romantic way and ultimately, against their own desires, are being excluded from relationships that contain physical or a sexual component. Now, let me just preface our conversation here, too, and that I am not promoting that young people should be more active and that we should take steps to help these people overcome this involuntary celibacy. I think that it is biblical and, of course, wise to wait until you're married. But the problem is this. Our culture has so trivialized sexual activity that it's no longer outside of biblical belief in Christian circles. It's no longer seen as something that is sacred and to be preserved for the marriage relationship. What are those contributing factors, Chris? Interestingly enough, we can start this discussion by looking at the fact that some of these folks that are termed incels, particularly males, are prone to taking their frustrations out against those who are not validating their lifestyle choices. For example, this term has been applied to identify shooters who have opened fire in public places or targeted certain individuals who fit their own stereotypes of those who've hurt them. Now, looking at their lifestyle choices, these folks tend to isolate. They tend not to be sociable. They spend large quantities of time engaging in addictive online activities, including video gaming, online pornography, and other online activities, which consumes so much of their time that they're really sabotaging their own social, mental, and physical developments. We know that the more people engage in solitary activities without actual contact with others, the more they tend to develop mental health concerns. Look at what just happened with the lockdowns of the COVID pandemic. Now, you couple this isolation with a continuous flow of unhealthy, sinful messaging that's coming from Hollywood and pop culture and a highly manipulative mainstream and social media world, and you are setting yourself up for serious mental and social difficulties. Interestingly enough, there are online communities of these incels who are trying to find support with one another. And unfortunately, this tendency to connect, which is you know, our need to connect with folks is a God-given need, mm-hmm. but the way they're trying to connect with others is actually feeding the problem instead of addressing the problem. So commiserating only serves to drive the frustration and the bitterness deeper. Chris, if parents of a young man or woman are seeing any of these concerning warning signs, what can those parents do? If you have a teenager or early 20s-year-old young man or woman who's exhibiting signs of depression, isolation, and they're involved in excessive online activity, then don't hesitate to begin to address the problem very directly. This is something you need to do and not allow fear of discomfort 
or awkwardness keep you from opening a channel of communication with your son or daughter. If you just aren't sure where to start or how to go about doing this, please talk to somebody, a counselor, a trusted friend, or a pastor. Always preface the conversation with how much you love your son or daughter and you want to be there for them. Keep reminding them of this. Then part of the conversation will need to incorporate questions about their views on their online activities. Find out what they think about it. It's important to find out their viewpoints, even though you're pretty certain that what they're doing is unhealthy and very damaging to them emotionally and spiritually. And then also, of course, boundaries are going to need to be set with respect to the amount of time spent online and also isolating in their bedrooms or wherever they're at, and also what types of activities they're specifically engaging in. You've been listening to another edition of Real Answers with Christopher Anderson. It airs Wednesdays during the Noon Report. We tackle the tough topics facing today's families with Christian counselor Christopher Anderson.